Hey guys, before we get started, I just wanted to give a shout out to Skype. We actually had to use that uh, for this episode. We all had a bunch going on, so it was back to our uh, original recording method uh, for the majority of this year. But uh, hopefully when things can get a little better with our schedules, we'll get back together. But just uh, give us a little bit of time and forgive the quality, but it is Skype. So enjoy the show. The goal of the Salumas podcast is simple. Take a candid, somewhat informed, and sometimes comedic approach to the human condition. In keeping with this, the use of expletives, crude humor, and references to harsh realities are a commonplace. If you find any of this to be offensive, please, please, please throw your listening device in the trash. If not, enjoy the show. Uh, it, it wasn't it wasn't bad man there was some decent talent there but it was just nice to what are you like, referring to huh <laughs> no no god damn it i would say there was bad bitches out now <laughs> no there was just uh no the the bands were they were good it, it was honestly it was the energy was nice you know it was good to who be was around. your favorite band that played i don't know the ones that dressed like they were poor that's what that people could be answer. that could be any of them that is the i most know generic ass response <laughs> you can't name a single band to play i, I really can't like the last <laughs> one was really good but uh i was like okay i can i can dig the energy out here you know this is some of them were i mean they were all talented it, it was good so nice to see some uh or nice to hear some good sounds and stuff but mark was was gtg is that good to go or yeah yeah oh wow there you are cool all right couldn't find the mic settings oh all good how's everyone i need need to ask y'all something yeah what's up y'all ever get to pepperoni combos um yeah i'm sure i have before man like out of all the combos they be doing something to my tongue man what the fuck could be in a pepperoni combo that's not another one that would Hmm. make my tongue hurt yeah, they might they might have some some old cheap something that maybe you don't like or something maybe you're slightly allergic to maybe I don't know. Well, so, I'm gonna I keep eating. I'm gonna keep eating them and see what happens. <laughs> <laughs> I hear maybe you crunching on goddamn combos in this serious conversation. I'm gonna beat <laughs> your ass. I mean, I be finding out shit that I eat peanut M and M sometimes, and I scarf down a fucking Halloween bag of them shits and and. Like a week to finish up. Nah, just my mouth be like scratching shit. I know some like cheap peanuts in there or something, you know. <laughs> I know it's some bullshit, but I still be scarfing them shits. That's hilarious. How've you been, Mark? It's been a bit, man. Yeah, I've been fantastic, dude. Just yeah, uh, yeah, bittersweet. Like I feel great, but I don't I feel guilty feeling great because it's just it's an um it's just a real time right now. Yeah. It's a it's a bizarre shit going on in people ain't doing good and stuff you know yeah and uh, i remember this guy said on something i was listening to that during the height of the the conflicts in the gaza strip and in tel aviv and in the, that part of the world like you, it looked just like you see on the news like smoke going through the streets and people throwing rocks and bottles you know some reason those palestinians are not well armed i don't know why they can't get them some russian ak-47s but anyway uh they just throwing rocks and shit but he said it would look just like that but down the street, he said, if the camera would just swing to the left, you see a guy eating a cheeseburger at a cafe at the height wow. of the shit. And what that said to me was just like, man, it's 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 on. It's it's happening. It's just, it may not have hit yeah. this little corner of suburbia yet, but it's happening. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I'm like sitting here rebooting servers and shit and installing services and fucking with cloud apps and shit. This is weird. It's yep. just weirds me out. I can't, I don't know what to think. Yeah. How you guys been? No. Um, it, it's actually interesting that you said that. I was at uh, um, it was a, I guess for Bowling Green standards, it was a fancy restaurant yesterday, and I'm sitting down eating and literally enjoying a, you know, a, a seafood like dip full appetizer thing. It was it yeah. tasted it tasted good, 
but it was like a it was like an expensive appetizer and stuff and there was like people marching down the streets saying like no lives matter to a black lives matter like tons of people you know what i'm saying and i was like damn this is this is where we are you know they were saying no lives matter still black lives matter yeah oh the new champ yeah yeah so i was like man this this beer is really good and so is this dip but fuck so is their message (laughs) <laughs> you know? wow, so wow. I was just like, wow, this is a, this is a time, but this is what I wanted to talk about today. Um, it's, uh, it's really interesting seeing people. There's, there's this obvious fatigue that people have with quarantine with, I keep wanting to say quarantine because I've been spelling it C-O-R-N-T-I-N-E. It's, it just makes me laugh every time so I'm just <laughs> like, with, with quarantine. But, uh, uh there's been this like there seems like there's this fatigue everyone's just fucking tired and they're just like i i gotta get outside i have to go and do something so people are trying to live some sense of you know have some semblance of normalcy all while there's stuff like this going on where and it, it it actually just reminds me of what you were saying when you're saying that you know there's shit blowing up in the gaza strip and this dude's sitting down having a a cup of coffee you know when you scale when you scale the chaos and I'm doing my air quotes, that's what it seems like because I know chaos in America is nowhere near chaos at the Gaza strip. You know, we don't have to worry about a missile defense system shooting shit out of the sky or something. You know, we, we have people protesting and while there is bad stuff happening here, it, I believe it's nowhere near what, you know, the, the scale of, of chaos that a lot of people deal with in other countries, but that's not to discount our, uh, our struggles or anything like that. We we deal with what we have. You know, we're, we're working with what we have. So I did want to talk about that and get everyone's views on it for this episode, and sort of see have we learned anything in the past couple of months since we talked about this in June? Do you think that that our society has learned anything new? Yeah, um, I think we're getting there. I don't think I don't think we have yet. I think it'll take the a bit, few more months, maybe like uh, maybe another two next year. You know, mm-hmm. I think we're getting to. I think we're starting to because, like you said, fatigue and different things. You run out of um, our our distractions will run out. I think. I think it was uh, the sports being affected had a lot to do with that. You now, and sure. it continues. That will certainly, um, certainly show us something. And all of the superficial positions that that are very popular now fucking social justice warriors and stuff like all of them disappear when shit gets really real yeah so that that leaves up for a better conversation and we get tired of the rhetoric and so we mm-hmm. mature in that way and i think i think that will take some more time but i do think it's happening right now i think people are wising up a little yeah. bit, just a little bit yeah but i don't think that... we're as far as we could go Cause we don't have a mm-hmm. big, it's not affecting everybody. Some of us are still dodging it. Yeah. Effects, you know? <laughs> that uh, makes me think of also, and, and I've commented about it on my, uh, on my social that I was sitting out uh, last night and this guy, just ra- random dude comes up to me and I'm sure you guys dealt with this. Someone comes up and literally has a cowboy hat on. And uh, I think he might've been a little bit fucked up, but he was just like, uh-huh. What, what do you think about what's everything going on? You know? God and I was it. just, I go, what do you mean? And he's like, you know, I knew what he meant, you know, but Hey, I didn't know him from Adam, but he just came up probably cause he saw a black guy. So I should have been like, yeah, I'm fucking mad. I'm just ready to kill all you white people out here. <laughs> That's all I'm here to do. But, uh, uh, you know, he asked, I said, what do you mean? And then he clarifies. And I just, I just told him, it's better than being asleep. And he paused and and he thought about it for a second and he just looked at me and he, and he nodded and then he shook my hand and and walked off. And um, my hope is that he got it, that while we don't get it in terms of some kind of a solution or some kind of fix, I have been able to find solace in the fact that people are aware of it, that people know that it's here that people are awake. We're we're no longer really turning a blind eye. We just know that it's always going to be there for right now. And that's something that I'm that I'm at least thankful for right now. The the next step is, you know, taking action. 
And I think we're on the, we're sort of on the right path. I think right now we're more reacting, but um, I think we're going to move towards some real action. And, and just like you also said, it, it could, I see it being next year or the, even the following year. Um, but there's just so many things happening right now. Um, so yeah, let's, let's uh, springboard from there. Who wants it first? Chris, let's hear something. Well, uh, <clears throat> Honestly, like, I, I wish I could say that I was optimistic, mm-hmm. but I feel like things are going to get worse before they get better, because if you've got a system in place that's fucked up and then everybody wakes up, like the best case scenario, everybody wakes up and there's some semblance of solidarity there. Um, that system that's put in place is going to thrash and fucking fight back and it, it's going to get I, in my opinion, it's going to get significantly worse in the coming years if we are to enact meaningful change. Um, sure. Because it, I mean, Jesus, titty fucking Christ, like that—that—that's the thing. Is if if we were to say that yes, people are starting to get it; it's starting to click with the the population in general. Um, that next step entails getting our hands dirty it or it, the the other end of that and i've always preached this is the most peaceful way to enact social change is through solidarity when it comes to spending or not spending money yeah and you know where you spend your fucking money at Absolutely. that is yeah. that is one of the most important yep. things and i understand that you know there are limited options in certain areas and we have food deserts and stuff. I, I, I totally get that shit. But those of us who, who are capable of being discerning about who ends up with our, our dollars at the end of the day, that's one thing that is manageable and that it, it will enact meaningful change and especially long-term. But mm-hmm. uh, I, I, I think that there is an enormous amount of radicalization going on. Um, and I hate to point the fucking fingers, but it, it seems like enormously more right-wing entities are, okay, there's like anarchy groups, obviously, which are not right-wing by virtue of being an anarchist. It, 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 those two things just don't coincide. So there's those cats that want shit to get to popping off. And then you have a lot of far right groups that are very militant militias that are, have shown up to like uh, when the NFAC showed up to Louisville, lots of out of town, out of state militias all descended upon Louisville. Um, it's a, uh, it's one of those situations where I think there are a lot of people that are, that want some shit to pop off. And I've never seen so much uh, just, I mean, they ain't even trying to conceal it. Like they make an entire Facebook, like 15 minute rant videos and shit about it. Now. The same dude sitting in, in his driver's seat of his car. Yeah. Like, or, I, I, I need 10, 10 minutes, man. Let, you better be free enough to share this message. Yeah, and he's got a beard, and that lends to his credibility. Yeah. Maybe some forearm tattoos and a nice watch. But the there's never been, in my 35 years, have I ever seen such just unabashed, fucking, like, overt vitriol. Like, okay, yeah, fuck, yeah. fuck around. Let, let's do this. Like, and it's it's dumb as shit like i i get why both of the groups are like fuck that other group like i i get it like i totally fucking get it why it is what it is but the fact remains that you're still playing into um the hands of the system by by infighting there is solidarity within the working class and that is the dumbest motherfucking thing and in my opinion and again, it's just my humble ass or not so humble ass fucking leftist bullshit fucking opinion. But um, we got to stop bootlicking and start holding public officials, public servants fucking accountable. 
for anything yeah, and everything. Man. And the city can't be the one that, that uh, pays the bill because that's taxpayer money. Taxpayers are paying the bill whenever an LEO fucks up in what amounts to a wrongful death. Was it $12 million settlement for Breonna Taylor? And that, <laughs> yeah, that went to the family, yeah. Yeah, well, and, and again, that... that at that point, that's what it amounts to is a wrongful death like settlement, so they don't have to go through all the bullshit yeah. and stuff. But that's a lot of money. Like devoid of the fact that a a, a woman lost her life needlessly, like mm-hmm. for no goddamn good reason. And we need gotta go down that rabbit hole. Like it's clear as fucking day that, that shouldn't have occurred. Beyond that, the municipality then counteracts that and buffers that by throwing a $12 million settlement out there, Mm -hmm. which is the biggest indictment of how fucked up the Louisville Metro Police Department potentially motherfucking is, in my opinion. Um, So... Again, I know I, I go on these little diatribes and shit, but I, in my opinion, I I think unless we go back to pacification, if if Biden hypothetically fucking wins by some significant margin, because I've been looking at a lot of like political analysts and historians and, and folks that have been checking out the possible scenarios according to like election results and the forecast is that the only possible uh, um, peaceful, air quotes, Kalu's air quotes, peaceful transfer of power would occur if Biden effectively had a blowout. Mm-hmm. Um, every other possible scenario is going to result in, like, if, if Trump wins by an enormous margin, people are still going to be like, no, fuck Trump. They're still going to be marching in the fucking streets. And then the two contested ones, if it's really close, those are the most conflict-based. Mm-hmm. And uh, really, out of the, the four fucking scenarios, I think Biden winning by an enormous margin is probably the least likely. I mean, I'm, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm looking at this from a, a weird angle. I know a lot of people want him out of office, but uh, I don't know. Anybody else got anything? Yeah. Um, I don't know who else there is as far as uh electability. Don't I don't know who else there is, so I don't I don't know what to say about that. But um something you mentioned earlier that I'm super interested in. I'm interested in us developing the consciousness to exercise some financial solidarity and stop consuming so much and you know, come together on that tip. And and we see so far from it, but there may be small little echoes in some things I've seen in the media and some bullshit lately, like people semi canceling that Vlad TV, but still doing it in like a weird, weird, uh, what I call a democratic way, a left-wing way, where we just keep asking people to treat us better instead of doing what we can do in our power. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's like if you go over your certain side of town or a friend's house and you get beat up every time you go over there or they don't pick you for basketball, you sitting there saying, I got next all day, but you never get to play. Like, go to a different basketball court or put up your own gold and have your friends around. Like, I, I still don't see why we don't do that. That is we, a we have, thing. We got, we have, well, it seems like we have far more capacity to do that than we do to ask the police to treat us better. There's a way. There's a, there, there really is a way, like, to, to not encounter police. You know what I mean? Yeah. There's a way yeah. to make them not have a job and defund them. Like, I don't want to defund police. I want them around for getting cats out of trees or whatever the fuck. But <laughs> you don't have to defund them. Like, that's so silly. It's like throwing a tantrum saying, you know, get rid of all the, the rules. Cause, but, but you don't have an answer for keeping order in your town. If you had yes. an answer for it, you wouldn't be encountering the police in this way all the time. Like, if, if you were, you know, doing the thing that prevents them from killing you, the, be- the thing you have the most power for, it doesn't mean that what they're doing isn't wrong, but like we still we still are not getting it. I'm like, it's crazy. And now because of how long this has gone on, there's been people with serious numbers coming out and explaining that we got this representation problem wrong. Like 
it may be an echo of or a what you call it a, a callback to some racial issues and injustice in our country when a black person gets killed um wrongly by a police officer but that doesn't mean that they're killing all the black people they encounter or that we are the highest representation of people killed by police because we're not yeah we're not but 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 proportionately yeah yeah but yes proportionately either way what i'm still concerned about is what we seem to be doing is not even the beginnings of the right way to prove to like to do something about that that issue. I, yeah. I I'm surprised I haven't heard anyone saying make more black males be police officers in the same community they live. Like just well, sign up and be a cop where you live at. Well, see, I, in my opinion, that's going to create a further buffer too. Like we got to look at this as a system where law enforcement. We, I'm not here to demonize law enforcement in any way, shape, form, or fashion because they they're enormously helpful to be. And I interact with them in a positive manner, and they're necessary. But whenever I interact with them, I'm usually the one that's like, you know, handling business, and they just kind of hanging back. You know, that that's that's what their job is. They there for when the shit pops off. But the reality of law enforcement is not that their job is filled with an enormous amount of bullshit, yeah. which is a subjugative position. So. When we talk about defunding law enforcement, we talk about rerouting what would amount to um, a lot of calls that don't warrant a uh, somebody that's not trained in communications or mental health or social work or sociology that has a gun. It is trained in fighting and and trained to shoot. It would facilitate uh, somebody else responding to those calls. So when we talk about defunding law enforcement, it's to de- demilitarize them and That's take correct. away take away another vector by which there are right. subjugative elements to, to this is, within within municipalities. Absolutely, so like, agree. this is what's maddening about the left to me, and the, especially the Democrat Party. Why do we always say one thing but mean something else? Why why why, why if that's what defunding the police is? Why do we de- pick such a bad? Title. And I'm you. only. It's, I'm always saying because, terrible to say that it's deliberate. It, hey, it's it's bruh, it? That's that's the thing is that neoliberalism eats itself yes. by design. Yeah, it plays it the fucking. It plays the white knight fucking victim. It's like hell yeah, LGBT uh, rights like uh, all day long. Uh, hashtag Breonna Taylor. But then don't shit matter. Yep, so what yeah. they do is they carpet bomb yeah. their own existence, and they're like, "Look, yeah. we were trying to fight for you, but we we couldn't." And then they they come up with these mm-hmm. these little statements. And again, I, I will say it all day long that it, it is a it's a difficult thing for a, any group outside of black folks to digest that that are themselves subjugated to hear. Uh, white privilege, like, or because I know Mexicans that are very much like, man, fuck that shit. Like they they take that stuff personally. So mm-hmm. whenever you hear about like white privilege as it pertains to black people, mm-hmm. it's not that the content behind white privilege isn't one hundred percent valid, but it's it's the language that's inundated. It's placing the onus on the person that's hearing that they're in a privileged position, that they have a leg up, as opposed to it being framed that there are oppressive forces that are more gravitational when it comes to a black person. You know what yeah, I'm saying? Very well it, said. I, absolutely. Very, it, very well said. Said better than a lot of people I've heard trying to articulate that lately. Well, and, and I think it's by fucking design. I think it's by mm. motherfucking design that they loosely throw this shit out. Here, they're like, yeah, this will this will make people feel it, it gets weaponized real easily. It's yeah. easy to say, it's catchy, whatever. Mm-hmm. Defund the police. They Half appeal the to the lowest is- common denominator, dude. That's what it is. You say oh. defund, and like people that don't want to take the time to learn exactly what that means. People who may not have the education or anything like that, 
it just it it goes with them. It's it's on the same level as as them saying you can't go to Olive Garden because they want to take away your freedom. It's on that same level. It, it appeals to the same type of person. And when you when you can tap into that kind of emotion, you get them riled up. When yeah, you get them riled up. They sides. mobilize. When they mobilize, they fucking vote. And that's all people really care about. Yeah, and that and it works. It that that terminology, that specific terminology, both of them, both what the term white privilege and whenever <laughs> the Olive Garden shit, yeah. they both they both have the duality of of stirring up some defensiveness on one side and justification on the other side. But yeah. both sides get stir, stirred up in this pathos. Like it this is my this is my fucking charge in life to defend my rights and my position. Like this is my America. And and again, the tr- the the cult, the which I do not fucking understand. I've never seen any administration have such a loyal fan gathering behind them. But uh the cognitive dissonance is associated with being super duper like small government like oh the government's bad let's not fuck with them don't trust uh politicians and then simultaneously throating one makes absolutely no motherfucking sense whatsoever but (laughs) then people are going to go out and vote and they're going to vote because they hear uh they don't know first of all they don't really know anybody outside of their echo chamber a lot of times sure i mean let's be real like they go to work they work hard they do their thing go home drink a couple beers eat some mashed potatoes and some bland ass like salisbury steak and and kick back in the bar lounge and pass out like that's their life so it's not like yeah. they're going around oh like you're from spain well what it, that's not part of their day-to-day life mm-hmm. um so when they hear things, they came up the hard way, having you know uh, a rough go of it. Maybe they have you know some kind of difficulties as a child, uh, fucking growing up poor, growing up in an abusive household, any any number of fucking things that you could speculate on. But whenever you throw that person the term privilege at them to tell them their privilege. They shut down motherfucking immediately, but they will show up and they'll fucking vote. Yeah. All right. Let, let me ask you guys this, uh, like honest, no trolling question. What changes has has the Black Lives Matter movement brought since this year? Like honest changes. I don't know. Well, um, I, I mean, off jump. And this is like not even silver lining status at all, but like uh there is a uh they've done away with no knock warrants in the Louisville metro area, is my understanding, as a result of what's transpired in the protests and stuff, mm-hmm. which that wouldn't have happened otherwise. You know, mm-hmm. if if the Breonna Taylor case hadn't received the attention that it did, then um, you know, uh they wouldn't have amended that, which I think is a good thing because at the root of this, it's, it's again, it's a, it's a fucking, what amounts to a parasitic system that Mm -hmm. feeds off of the fucking population. Like the war on drugs is just another way of, of bleeding, struggling people fucking dry and painting them as the enemy. Like there's no, it, it serves no practical purpose. There's no noticeable prevention of crime. It's a punitive presence. You know, okay. like, yes, respond if 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 people are getting goddamn uh, Patrick Swayze with it and trying to rob banks and shit with AK-47s, by all means, show up and show the fuck out. Like, do, do the damn thing, whatever. But we don't need you all going around investigating people that's selling dime bags and stuff. Yeah. yeah. All right. So I was reading, uh, I'm reading an article here and. There's many articles when you literally just try and look up what what the movement has done. Um, what I gather is that many of the changes are external changes. You know, you have things like, you know, the Confederate monuments getting removed. There's one thing here where it actually says Walmart stopped selling, uh, you know, like certain 
uh, fire. I think they stopped guns altogether in ammunition from some of their stores. And then they said that in other stores, they, they stopped locking up black hair care products. Um, you know, we have the Juneteenth, Juneteenth is a paid holiday for, for many companies. Um, you know, there's people getting put on blasts and, and many people resigning because things are getting brought out into the open. But again, this, this points to just a whole lot of external changes. What I want to know is what internal changes, like when, how much have we as a community of color really start to hold ourselves to a higher standard? Because one of the things that Mark, I think Mark, you said, it's like, there's stuff that we can do to make cops just not show up. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Like, there's and, and yes, they, it doesn't mean that it's 100 percent go, not going to happen. OK, so I'm not I'm not trying to say that, but I'm saying that there's certainly something to be said about how. And this is not also saying that you'll never experience racism and stuff, because I, I think I've grown up well. But um, even even not having things, just, you know, having both parents in there and having the, the kind of structure and stuff like that that I did. And and being around different types of uh, communities that I've been around, like, how, why isn't that, why aren't we as a community holding ourselves to a much higher standard? Like, you know, there, y- you can still see there's, there's, you look on, you look on the internet, people are still, just like we've said, buying at businesses that support the thing, the very thing that they're fighting against. Mm-hmm. You know, why aren't we opening more? black businesses. Yes, it's it's hard. And and it was and I was telling my friend about this. For example, I I do have a, a good friend who he cut my hair fine. Chris don't say anything. Um, you know, and and it was, you know, 15, 16 bucks for a, for a, a good haircut for me, but I I had to say, all right, I need to be better about supporting black businesses. So now I, now I go and I literally pay 30 like with tip it's $36 literally every single <laughs> time. I go and get a haircut. It's fresh though. It's it is. Yeah, fresh. I, was, I, was, I, was good I, as I have paid less than forty dollars for a haircut in three years. As soon as yeah, I had the needs, I'll, it's I'll, so I'll crispy though. Yeah, yeah. No, my, straight razor. Yeah, shit. it's beautiful. It's absolutely beautiful. But I'm saying though yeah. that there's there's certain things that we need to do, and we need to like be dead serious about it because the only thing that I can see that brings real change is money, and. uh it's where we're putting our money. And we've said that before on, on this episode, we've said it before on multiple episodes, like we've got to be putting our, our, our financial stuff into those businesses, but then we also have to be doing more on the home front. I'll give you another example. Um, I think after the ruling the next day, okay, the next day, someone <laughs> who I thought was who I truthfully, who I thought was intelligent. And they said that um, this was, the, this was their status. It was, you can't say that Black Lives Matter if you're out there dating and marrying Karens. This is a this was an African American female. Like, what the fuck does dating have to do anything with with that? I don't believe it has anything to do with it. But I'm just sitting. I'm like, dude, when when this shit happens, this isn't a go and shit on all white people. That doesn't solve anything. Mm-hmm. So what I want to know from you guys is, when are we? When do you think? it's the right time to start holding ourselves to a much, much, much higher standard. I don't need someone to tell me I'm fucking valuable. Like, I don't need someone to tell me, like, if, if I exude that, you'll see it. Well, I, I will say that it's it's difficult for me if we if we look at it from a uh, how it relates to law enforcement presence it's difficult for me to have any truck with starting to have a semblance of like accountability for a group when there are quotas that are put in place. And I will tell you 100% that certain areas of town in within municipalities, if you haven't reached a quota, you can get a quick, then whatever the penal code is, the violation is, you can go down there and, you know, stop somebody, pat them down, charge them with something. Yes, but we are in the age of the cell phone where cops now are on, are literally, anytime something happens, they some people are going to whip out their cell phones. Like there are, I feel like there is more pressure 
to not fuck up or to not look racist or to not look a certain way uh, for police officers that I feel like this is finally our chance to be able to um, to put ourselves in a position where we can we can just be better. And then also the other part, too, is that this is going to be on 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 white people or just or, or people. And, you know, you, see, you look at it's not just white people, but you look at a lot of the police officers, some of these dudes are um and women are just full of energy they're ready to shoot someone they're ready to for some shit to pop off they're the typical i wish a motherfucker would type of people like how do we get to a point to stop that shit from happening at an early age well in an early age i think it's kind of it's just symptomatic of the fact that law enforcement is is not really a celebrated position in any way like they're not aptly compensated for the risk they undertake a lot of times. Okay, so when with what and you just said there. Well, the the thing is is that you don't these should be positions where you have highly trained professionals that make six fucking figures. And you should have fewer of them and you should have top-notch fucking equipment, but they should be goddamn master's degree type motherfuckers and i know people that are that are law enforcement that have master's degrees or better and they do things in an entirely different way than does somebody that essentially just met the qualifications we'll say yeah and and that's the thing is that this position it doesn't scream by virtue of it just people Okay, think about this. Who who would be ideal groups of individuals to be law enforcement officers? That like hypothetically, like think about yeah. pe- people that if it was incentivized financially coming out of college, who who what demographics of individuals would we look at? Who we who yeah. we look at as as being potential candidates for being ideal law enforcement well for me i ideally i think i know what you're asking but ideally it would be the same people we that think they're gonna go to the nba yeah right that's what i'm saying i'm saying yeah college athletes who are not going to uh, go on and play pro ball whatever it may be college athletes across the fucking board um i think are a great that's just a great group of individuals to look at because, you know, they got college fucking degrees. Maybe they got it in criminal justice, what, whatever that may be. Mm-hmm. And they also have a physicality which promotes less lethal use of force. Yeah. Whenever somebody has that physicality, they oftentimes don't have to use it. Do you yeah. remember Hartley coming on and saying that he hadn't had he really hadn't had to quarrel with too many people. Yeah. One, because of his presence, he doesn't antagonize anyone. And uh two, he's he's fucking jacked. And he's and he's enormous. But at yeah. the same time, think about it. The one the the two guys that shot that cat that was sleeping at Burger King, mm-hmm. you can how the fuck you got two grown ass men, police officers, can't subdue one dude. Yeah. How? We should have law enforcement should be a very specific group of people, and it's mm-hmm. not, and they're not incentivized to be that group of people. You get yeah. all these assholes that got picked on in high school and shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That is the that is the group that I'm worried about. It's those ones that got picked on in high school, or they 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 just weren't much at all, and then they kind of use that, and this is their way to be somewhat superior or something like that. Well, this is their and- power trip. And don't yeah. think and don't think for a minute that white supremacist groups aren't organized and savvy enough to have infiltrated law enforcement agencies in some meaningful capacity. Don't think yeah. that for a fucking Somebody minute. said that a long time ago. I don't know if it was Alex Jones or someone, but someone said that and I was like, that is gonna ne- that's gonna never get the attention that it needs. But they said it, I mean, well over ten years ago that it's an F you know how the FBI works. They'll investigate something yep. forever. They'll ne- like, it'll just be some intern's job to check in on this militia group. Uh, 
A1432 in this state, checking on them, you know, see what they're doing. And they just, they, they said they finally reached a threshold, but it was, it's like confirmed thing with the FBI that that happened, that they had infiltrated in all of these uh, places. But I was like, that'll never get any attention. It was so, it was so important sounding to me, but I knew that no one will ever, ever um, look into it. But it was, it was way, I mean, back at the beginning of Barack Obama's presidency, <clears throat> right, right before he got elected. Well, and, and I heard and, that. And I'm, I'm going to have to just play devil's advocate on one more thing. And it's, we talk about, we preach accountability for our own people. <clears throat> but when overwhelmingly we look at the demographics of folks that we're trying to, to lift up, yeah. um, to be less subjugated, to, to be less persecuted by virtue of their social position. Like let's, let's lift up individuals instead of bringing down law enforcement, that type yeah. of approach. Um, let's lift up individuals also, instead of bringing down other black people. Like I, again, not well, to, like to go back to that topic that we were talking about, go ahead, go, I'll let you finish. Sorry, go ahead. Um, but shit. Uh, I fucked it up. Like Sorry. Well, listen, uh, listen, like, um, that's the, that's the, I think I'm trying to get to, it's like a meta question. I'm trying to ask what would it take for us to, instead, there's nothing wrong with Black Lives Matter. I don't like care for them because I think they're ineffectual, but, but, but why, if they're saying, instead of saying defund police, what will it take to say, to be chanting something about there must be a black representative at the state oh, level or something oh, like that. And then wait, and guy. then and then beyond that, to make very specific laws. Okay. And then beyond that, make very make name what the laws are. Come up with 20 of them. We could do it in 20 minutes that says you are not allowed to get Pell grants or whatever, if your college degree is not in this area, that's going to directly incentivize the black community. Why can't we make a law like that? Then say, if you do that, you do not get the uh, college loan relief aid for black people if you do not work within 100 miles of where you got your degree at so that your taxes go to the community that supported you while you got your degree. In other words, don't leave the hood once you get middle class because it's impossible to be around your people and still perform at the level you need to as a careerist. If your career separates you from your people that way, then it's not a career that's incentivized by the commercial <clears throat> college institutions. Why can't we like say that and make a law about that and then say all dollars produced by the music industry, produced by hip-hop and rap and r&b and gospel the stuff that we the the biggest ex export in america by the way all those dollars are taxed in a very specific way and all that money goes <laughs> to a very particular effort to produce people that don't <laughs> behave that get shot and killed it's like why don't, why don't why don't we do that why, well i'm okay. saying why aren't we asking why don't we do that? What's wrong with our minds okay. that we're happy with someone representing us or with like being on a stage or something or being in, we have this microcosm in, in our, my workplace where everybody's doing diversity and inclusion. And it's amazing, even all the way up to the sea, every week he sees, sends an email out about diversity and inclusion and there's nothing in it. I'm like, you don't want to be the CEO. Why are we, what's wrong? Our psychology, I'm not just saying that to be like, Flipping them cute. I'm saying, what was it? What would it take for us to actually ask that uh, question in seriousness? Because that's really what I want to know. There has to be something major wrong with us. And if we ask for something from the society, why can't we ask? Why are we not asking whatever it is that will fix that problem, which is wrong with us? We want to be represented in corporate America because somehow we think we're getting cheated out of because it's a white man's world. But we don't want to have our own company. You know what I'm saying? We don't, there's not black people. Nigerians are like that. Mm -hmm. Like we don't, we're not saying I want my, I want a lemonade stand. We're saying I want to be the CEO because I think there's not enough black CEOs. You don't want to be a CEO. 
the CEO of said company is not saying, I want to be LeBron James because there's not enough white boys that are LeBron James. You get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Our values and, 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 uh, priorities seem to be screwed up at a deep psychological level and whatever systematically could be done to correct that i would be interested in. well i'm i'm gonna have to say <clears throat> that we can't we can't live in america without there there being a hood to escape from i think that's an intrinsic part of maintaining the facade of the american dream is that you have to maintain some sort of subjugation. Some yeah, sort of, I do too. It, yeah, it, it's put in place fucking deliberately to be like, look, at least it could be worse for, for people like us that are doing pretty yeah. motherfucking well. You know, we're yes. not killing it. We're not millionaires and billionaires. That's right. or nothing, but we're doing decently well and we're doing well enough to know like it, it's not too many damn paychecks and like health events and problems with a vehicle that could put us mm-hmm. in that type of motherfucking position so it, it makes us be a little bit more discerning about shit and and we don't we often don't entertain that idea that there's no way that we can reconcile um <clears throat> conventional american culture right and and even eliminate the hood there's no bid to eliminate the hood let's it's maintain the hood and escape the hood that's yeah. so then are you saying then okay cool i also agree with that are you saying then that that it's it's not it can't be done. So how do you, how is it that you're keen on that? How is it that you get it and you articulate so well? I, but it it just when I see the and, and I come from a a sociology background, like overwhelmingly I was gonna go and do the uh, the PhD program at U of L, and then I kind of got burnt out. But like I was geeked up on sociology. And social issues and conflict theory. I, I can't help it. I know it's one of the, the most um, face value sociological theories that are out there and presented. But conflict theory just got me thinking, you know, and, and it, it it wasn't that I hung up on that. It's that I started going down other avenues and looking at other things. And it just seemed to make sense to me that fostering a system of social conflict between groups is a mechanism for maintaining that particular social system. I've said it for a long time myself. I say it a different way. I say that that philosophically and metaphysically, America was predicated on that formula. Mm-hmm. It's just like any oh, other yeah. complicated... There's got to be somebody to shit formula. on. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. They it's predicated on that. Yeah. So, right, right. Um, and you, hopefully people understand that, that what he just said is, the, is essentially the definition of conflict theory. So, you know, oh, is it? Yeah, I mean, that that's pretty much what it is. You know, it's, it, for an example, you can say like the rich people try to hold on to it by doing whatever they can possible, you know, mainly by suppressing the poor and the powerless and all that kind of stuff. And and that's what it feels like, at least to me, the the premise of conflict theory. You know, I mean, uh, I don't know. Chris is a violent, violent Marxist. So you think like, you think i was gonna let you go of... just spouting off carl marx and just be fine with it well fuck yeah like that was, that was some dope shit it ain't my fault wku <laughs> radicalized my ass i know they really did turn you into a little marxist dr gross yeah yeah I'm sorry, but it, it is dr. talking gross about is. how society yeah, i mean this thing that it's it's, it's in a constant like constant there is a constant struggle and a fight for and competition for for resources that are that are that start off already limited. And that's how the order is maintained is by keeping that conflict going. Yeah. And, and eventually there there's a there's kind of a cyclic pattern to it, too. There ends up being a, when when social conditions get to a certain tipping point, that's mm-hmm. when the uh, the proletariat uh overthrows the bourgeoisie and eats the rich so to speak but um the one main difference here is that somehow the in in these days and maybe it's because there aren't enough people growing their own shit or creating their own resources or anything like that but they a lot of the people that are that are considered the the poor and the powerless are made to believe that there is no way they can create their own resources 
that's what one of the things I think separates a lot of this. Like people can be a lot more capable than they are if we just decide to be. But it's going to it's going to involve removing those comforts and stuff like that that are there. Like I always I, you know, you, you talk about the people that are, you know, we talk about how messed up it is to support Netflix, Amazon, all these. But I love, 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 love seeing people, you know, at the barbershops or at all these other places selling hacked fire sticks with with access to free content. We have the means to do that stuff. You know, they offer all these different things at a, at a small price. I love that hustle. I 1000 mm-hmm. percent love that kind of a hustle. So we have the means to do these things. We just have to be ready to say they go come. I'm not dry snitching. I have a fuck with me. I got my. <laughs> A fucking media service. I steal all the time. <laughs> Who's got the fire sticks? They don't have it at my barbershop. I, that, that's legit. They don't have it at my barbershop. But, uh, you got to go to the other one. You got to go to the other ones. Um, <laughs> run by the white people. <laughs> Raid their stores. But, uh, <laughs> but for real, I mean, we there. there are many means. I remember when I was a lot younger, and was was certainly uh, making a lot less, but I was the most creative dude. I was like, man, I didn't have, I didn't have, uh, I couldn't pay for all the different subscriptions. But man, when I learned how to use news groups and learn how to set up a media server on an old beat up computer that I didn't need anymore, it was like, oh, well, this is how I can get all my free content and not worry about it. And it was like, we can be resourceful. We just have to stop believing it when people say that we need some of their stuff. We can get it on our own if we want it bad. And well, we live in the age of the internet. And if we have, if, if the one thing that I wish everyone had, and you've heard me say it before, even more than healthcare is internet. If we have the, if everyone has the ability to find information on their own, whenever they want, however they want, you can unlock anything. Because again, after I've seen kids making millions on stupid slime videos, or kids making millions on toy unboxing videos, I'm 1,000% convinced anything's possible. Um, on, on a one-to-one, but, like, on a, like, on a quantitative, like, meaningful scale, no. I, I think that there's, a, there's always going to be a deliberate bid to, to keep an underclass in place as a reminder of show up to work, do what you're told and you'll be rewarded with on demand, whatever you want and stuff delivered to your front door. And you ain't even got to interact with nobody. Mm-hmm. Like I, I, that's always going to be part of the formula. As long as we're drinking the Kool-Aid with the American dream and thinking it's us, I'm sorry, but like uh, un- until we, we acknowledge that the American dream, like that we're as a country, we're not as special as we like to think we motherfucking are, but we could be. We could be the greatest nation on the planet, but we're, right now we're not. We have some work that we need to do. We absolutely have it within our grasp to be the greatest country on earth, but we're fucking it up right now. And part of fucking it up right now is not acknowledging enough that part of the American dream means that part of us are going to get shit on and trampled. And that's mm-hmm. not how a developed forward thinking society. That's not how we operate. You don't operate in terms on who wins and who loses. I'm sorry. That's social mm-hmm. Darwinism. And I'm not I'm not believing in that shit until this degrades into fucking battle dome. Until then, mm-hmm. it's my opinion that we need to make allowances for different people. And we also, the three of us, have to acknowledge that we are inherently privileged by virtue of being relatively clever motherfucking individuals. And, sure. and that's not and and uh, that's not to shit on people that have you know, double-digit IQs. There's very capable individuals with it, and there's a enormous variation. You know, somebody can have an IQ of 99, and and then again, there's a lot of debate on what IQ is actually capturing, and if it's capturing what amounts to measuring somebody's objective intelligence or not. But um, yeah, it's it's. But we do have to. The three of us do have to acknowledge that. We, it's easier for us to be like, fuck, I did it. And all I had to do was just make this adjustment. 
And we're capable of doing a litany of other things that we're just like, you know what? I'm not going to do it, but we could. So Mm -hmm. we, we think about other people. And again, I'm, I'm out here. I'm, I'm a social worker, man. Like I, I build people and I, I hold people accountable. Like that's my job is to hold people accountable. And it's a difficult thing, especially when folks have been somewhat institutionalized and they figured out that finessing and playing the victim and bullshit and get them what they want. And that don't, that's not therapeutically progressively thinking. Like I can't, I can't operate under those terms. So yeah, I've always felt like that, man. I, like when people rationalize what is effectively caveman behavior, I don't know. I wish I could articulate better. Articulate better, but I feel the same way. That's what I always said about that one guy, Sam Harris. I'm like, I don't get it. What's the point of a high IQ if at the end of the sentence it is nuclear bomb? That's the at the end of the sentence, at the end of the diatribe, it's a rationalization on how to do supreme violence. It's like I think the I think the violence comes first, and then you you rationalize after. Sorry to interrupt you, but oh well, it it drives me crazy. Well, check this out. Okay. Evolution isn't linear, right? I mean, anybody that that believes in evolution and knows anything about evolution knows that evolution isn't linear. It's just mm-hmm. this fucking matrix of yeah. branches and all kinds of wild shit. Who's to say that a high IQ isn't right. akin, isn't akin to the saber tooth tiger's exaggerated fucking uh, canine right. teeth? That they served a purpose for taking down I believe the game, but when the environment shifted, they became a liability and ended up being their downfall. So yeah. perhaps these high IQs that we're yeah. quantifying and 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 looking at in terms of this is what to aspire to intelligence-wise and all this, instead of looking to yeah. EQ, we're celebrating an evolutionary fucking dead end. Exactly, man. Whenever they talk about Oppenheimer and his little poetic reading of the of that one snippet from the uh, Bhagavad Gita. Yeah, it's such a the, small snippet, and that's yeah. not what I was fucking talking about. Yeah, I'm, I'm like, I'm like, that's what you took for it from yeah. it. Like, you read the whole? Did you read the whole epic? It's a pretty long poem, and like, uh, uh, like, and why do you think that's like sublime? And like, he thought, you know, people say it like they quote. I don't know how Oppenheim, what, what, how Oppenheimer meant it. If he was comparing himself to uh, Indra or not, himself to God, exactly because it's it's two gods talking. I forget which one's which, but it's Vishnu. Uh, uh, it might be Indra. Indra is asking Vishnu to like let me let me blow shit up, let me do my thing, and um and like uh then he says that statement. So I'm like, why do we do we think that's like some fly shit or something? Like all that genius in the Manhattan Project. And you came up with a tool for destruction. Like I don't see what the value in it is. IQ be damned. I just don't see what what's good about that. You know what I mean? Yep. Yeah. Yep. I don't understand it. If we we can be clever enough and aggressive and ambitious enough to be our own worst enemies as a species. Yeah. Yeah. yeah exactly. And then that gets lauded. That gets fucking lifted up and lauded. That aggressive, ambitious, cunning gets idealized. And that that is the epitome of what it is to be successful in, in America. And again, mm-hmm. it also the the end of that spectrum is maintaining <clears throat> maintaining a clear underclass that you can also scapegoat. Yeah. You can also blame them for their their social woes instead of acknowledging that they put in some kind of system to even profit off of their existence. Yeah. And do you think that with, uh, do you think that groups like BLM are profiting off of the existence of these problems? No, I don't think I, so. And, and no, I, I'm, I'm, I'm objectively asking, cause I, again, we're going to well, put everything through the grinder. Well, I'm going to have to say, like, I think BLM is, is much bigger than being able to define it in any kind of, attributional terms such so what, as if it's, I think why there's, it so there's enormous there's, there's enormous variation across I mean not just the United States I mean there's Black Lives Matter in other countries as well but uh, there are going to be subgroups that identify differently and manifest different beliefs but that's but a it's, problem it's, it's also it's but, but 
the the problem is also the rhetoric that's associated with it. It's like saying Antifa, like Antifa is some kind of actual fucking group, and it's not. It's not a fucking group. I don't know a single motherfucker in Antifa. Like, I know that I'm anti-fascism, like a motherfucker. Like, I'm super-duper anti-fascist. But out of everybody you know, wouldn't you think that your asshole leftist communist manifesto quoting-ass friend would at least know somebody in Antifa? I don't. In Black Lives Matter, I I can't name any figurehead or notable entity that's associated with it all i know is i fucks with it like it's i I, the over-encompassing theme is what i'm a part of but i will say yeah people take the ball there are going to be people that take the ball and run with it in a fucked up ass direction they there are people using the capitalist society to profit they're printing t-shirts off and selling them and don't understand the irony mask for it yeah, I mean, and and don't understand stuff. the irony, and I get that, but that that I don't think is an indictment of the group. I think it's I think it validates the group even more. I think it it's a beautiful portrayal of what's wrong with America. Hmm. I think the the group is the group needs the conflict just as much as the if you want to call it the perpetrators and stuff like that need the conflict as well. I think ever I don't know if that really makes too much sense but it seems like everyone's hooked to the same iv no matter what you uh no matter no matter how you spin it kkk still needs shirts they still need the system blm still needs a system antifa still needs the system so what do you what do we do we bring obviously everyone everyone says bring down the system that's what's what so is- um, impressive <laughs> about the system is to see how it pervades everything you can't yeah. even exist you can't even take up a, a position or an ethos that you think is truly uh, from the core of your identity, except that you express it through your consumption. Yes. It's really interesting to me. Like, like you can be a left-wing person, but you got to be a left-wing consumer, too. <laughs> it's yeah. funny. It's like you can't even get away from it. <laughs> Oh yeah, How do we- and 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 my my only bid at undoing the damage that I do by participating in the system is holding mm-hmm. um, vocations or a a vocation that gives back way more. Yeah, than I'm, I'm yeah, exactly, exactly. Mm-hmm. And and I do try to be very you know handy and self sufficient where I can and, and and not be terribly wasteful, but. Dude, I, I participate in this shit as well. And the the thing is that it can be different. Like, I, I spent time in Germany. I spent a significant amount of time in Germany. And it was not hard to adapt to the fact that we were going to end up with everybody has a compost heap. Everybody has a recycling bin that's the size of our trash can. And everybody has a uh, non-recyclable bin that's the size of our recycling bins. Yeah, yeah. I it, remember you talking about this, yeah. Yeah, it, it was not hard. And it, it was beautiful and it felt good and it felt clean. And I was like, this just makes sense. Why aren't we doing this in the United States? And then I come back and I'm here for a matter of weeks and I do well about taking extra precaution. But goddamn, the volume of stuff that we are just presented with and how fucking cheap, like, oh, I can just get this anytime I want it. And it's just 90 cents. Like, you don't even have to think about it. And it happens over and over and over again. And instead of you having that one orange Fanta for uh, what amounts to $3 and it be extra crispy and delicious and it means something to you, you'll end up spending more than that like just by hitting on any number of things because you can mm-hmm. and that's the, you know we're we're one of the if not i guess we are the fattest society on the planet right sure sure mm-hmm. unless we're talking about asses well. that's brazil brah oh lord <laughs> brazil need to get they shit together too but it, it's no, all they're pulling wagons let's not hate on brazil well they they uh they economy sucks. COVID issues. Yeah, but 
but yeah, consumption. Just on to the next one. Consume. The, everything's disposable. That notion. And I, I can't help but think that, you know, how we objectify things and inherently objectify people but attach um, profound values to them based upon how they make us feel. Mm-hmm. I can't help but think that in a consumer society where thing, everything is disposable, that that doesn't bleed into empathy and in how we treat other people, that, that other people are disposable as well. I yeah. can't help but, but believe that that isn't some kind of underlying theme to all this. Sure. Sure. Man, we've we've asked and we've answered a lot of questions. Um, I think this is a good stopping point. I don't want to go too deep into it. Obviously, there's going to be a lot more uh, information to come out. I think as we get closer to towards the election, I think our, our content is certainly going to be more geared towards a lot of that. At least I believe that the responsible thing is to to make sure that we're gearing our soul, gearing ourselves towards that kind of stuff. Um, do we have any shameless shout outs or anything like that? Um, shameless shout out to Tyler Young at Grade 8 Performance. Um, still doing big things, helping people hit PRs in his camp. I think he's got at least at least three people over there are deadlifting 700 pounds plus. So he's uh, proportionately speaking in the area, he's got he's creating more monsters than anywhere else. And it, no matter what your goals are, he can make something tailor made for you. So if he has any kind of openings, hit him up again. That's grade eight performance. Also, if you need anything heavy moves, it doesn't matter if it's a 800 pound safe, an upright piano, whatever it may be. Give us a shout at um, Raw Power Moving Service. We're on Facebook. Just send us a message and we'll see about working you up a quote. But uh, that's all I got. Just right. shameless as fuck about my shout outs. Yeah. Mark, what about you, man? Uh, no shameless shout outs for me today. Okay. All right. That's cool. Um, I don't have any shameless shout outs. Um, well, I, I will say to to everyone that is that is awake, that is paying attention, not woke, just, just awake, just aware, and seeing that there's something going on, like, don't lose sight of that. There is, um, it's, I know that a lot of us are fatigued and a lot of us just want to make all the shit go away. We just, we all want to just go to Buffalo Wild Wings and, and Olive Garden and go bowling and, and do shit Ew. like normal. But like, we, we cannot, we cannot lose sight of the fact that <laughs> you say you got a Burger King and got a company you keep in glue. <laughs> no, no, no. But, uh, we, we, we seriously have to be, um, cognizant of the fact that there is still a struggle going on out there um and and we have to try and do our part and if you you don't have to have you don't have to be out there in the streets you don't have to be posting a bunch of shit just be better i mean if if there's anything that you can do as far as just the the simplest type of thing just try and be better and just try and pay a little bit of attention um that's all i've got for you guys but i want to thank you guys for for taking your time to listen to this episode um yeah i just please be safe it's you know the next coming weeks you know running up until the election are going to get more intense i mean we'd be foolish to think that it's not going to be so uh again please be safe do some good shit for yourselves take care of yourselves each other stay fucking safe make your bed do all the good shit and i believe it's good to say that we are out gentlemen wouldn't you say yeah all right (laughs) i called it this time bitch all right for real i'm out (laughs) Mm-hmm. <laughs>